Time for this week's podcast recommendation. If you're a parent or considering becoming a parent, check out The Longest Shortest Time. Think of it as your 3 a.m. bedside companion. Get The Longest Shortest Time wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the WNYC app. From WNYC, this is The Sporkful. Hang on. Let me, let me lie down, too. Ah, this is great. Isn't it fun? Yeah. We are lying down in an empty conference room. It's the best. Oh, you're going feet up on the chair. That's interesting. Yeah. Is I'm, there a I'm strategy to that? Use, well, because I want to f- be professional and still use the chair <laughs> well, the way I want to. If I nod off, just just elbow me in the ribs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that means that my interview is going bad. <laughs> you're telling horrible stories. I'm not too worried that that's going to be the case. I should explain very briefly, this is a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I should know what I do before I say it. <laughs> but here we are. This is The Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. I'm Dan Pashman. Today, my guest is one of my favorite comedians, Ron Funches. You've seen him on Conan and Kroll Show. He was in the recent Will Ferrell film, Get Hard. And he currently stars as Shelley in the NBC show, Undateable. Here he is doing stand-up on Comedy Central. But weird things always bother me. Like, why do I always have to prove to a robot that I'm not a robot? And how do you even want me to prove it? With a capshka? <laughs> By putting in a series of random letters and numbers? That sounds like something a robot would be pretty good at. <laughs> I don't go up to my toaster and be like, hey, prove to me you not my friend Craig right now. Ron and I met up at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. And yes, we actually did the interview lying on the floor of an empty conference room in Ron's hotel. It was the quietest room around, and Ron felt more comfortable on the floor. It's the first interview I've ever done sitting on a floor, but I warmed up to it pretty quickly. Ron's career has really taken off in the last few years, so we began by talking about how that's affected his eating. I would suspect that the quality of the craft food tables <laughs> has increased in your life in the recent years. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and I mean, I should tell listeners, for those of you who haven't had exposure to these things, the craft food table is like the table of food that is out during TV and movie shoots, and it's just constantly full of food. And it's Constantly there. restocked. There's different candies. There's soda as far as the eye can see. Do you have a strategy at the craft food table? What's the stuff that just oh, sucks you in time and time man. again? Right now I'm at war with the craft food table because I, uh, I'm trying to lose some weight health-wise. Right. Uh, candy. Candy's my vice. and That's what we're trying to fight right now. Yeah. I'm a big fan of gummies. That's probably a, a family tradition in my house. So you're kind of a, you're like a texture eater. Yeah. You like chewy. Yeah, I like chewy. Uh, that's what my mom calls them, chewies. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and so uh, those are my thing. Well... There are worse vices. There definitely are worse vices, but this one will kill me all the same. <laughs> um, what about raisinets and popcorn? Oh, that's my favorite. Tell me about that. That's my favorite movie treat. 
again, it's something that I currently am not allowed to have, which is probably good because I would always eat most of them before the previews were over. <laughs> My normal movie routine was getting popcorn and raisinets and a large soda and then feeling sick before the movie started <laughs> and spending the first half an hour of the movie telling myself not to throw up <laughs> and then enjoying the rest of the movie. <laughs> Had, um, would you eat the raisinets and the popcorn together in oh, the same yes. bite? Always. Yeah, that's the best. But the interesting thing about your raisinets popcorn combo is you get like salty and sweet together. You get crunch, you get some gooiness mm -hmm. with the raisins. Yeah. What would be your ideal ratio in a handful of raisinets to popcorn kernels? Uh, two raisinets per five popcorn kernel. The popcorn melts down pretty easier in your mouth, and uh, you want that crunch. Uh, but you still want that chocolate to be able to coat the entire handful of it. Plus, I mean, I like it if it, the raisinette starts to melt a little bit into that popcorn. I feel like that's when you're really at your peak. <laughs> uh, also, one of my favorite things is slightly microwaving little Debbie snacks, like Star <laughs> Crunches or Oatmeal Raisin cookies. Those are the best. The ones with the cream in the inside? Yeah. Oh, what? I don't even want to know what's in that cream. No, probably bone marrow. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's in there, I feel like it's going to be here long after we're gone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it'll be our overlord. Thank you, Creep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's uh, those are my only movie treats. Other than that, I'm just bringing stuff in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like people who don't bring in, sneak in their own stuff to the movies are really just doing it wrong. Yeah, they really are. That's actually... Uh, one of my favorite dates with my girlfriends, uh, we stopped at <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> oh, she, God, she, people sitting next to you in that theater loved you. Yeah, so it was really fun. And she ordered, like, a platter. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to sneak in a whole platter? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best. That's awesome. Yeah, she's got the trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I found out later she was just two kids on top of each other's <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> and now all three of you are getting married. Yeah. So my son is 10, which is wonderful. He has autism, which can be difficult. He's also a huge <laughs> Some people don't like it when I call my 10-year-old disabled child an To which I always respond, if you only use 30 words and your three favorite are more pancakes, biatch. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty cool. My son's a very strict eater as well, but uh, he has autism, and uh, his diet's just very, uh, it's very weird, you know? <laughs> tell, me, tell me about it. Uh, it's a lot of texture-based stuff. We're trying to get him into new things. He ate yogurt yesterday, which was a very big deal, because normally he's just all about dry foods. 
He mm. likes fried chicken. He likes bacon. And he likes hamburgers with nothing on them. And that's pretty much all he likes. So unless I can add some new things, he's probably going to die oh, no. too early. <laughs> so we're really working hard on that. You and him both. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, tell me, like for people who might be listening to this who who have autistic children or uh, kids are on the spectrum, like, tell me more about your son so they can kind of understand where he is in that world. Oh, uh, well, he has classic autism. Um, he's pretty high-functioning. Uh, he's really good at some things, and he's r- not so good at others. Uh, he's a genius at others. He's, like, he's been uh, surfing the Internet and could read and since he was, like, two. So, because that was his way of communicating, because he could... He, Verbal was the thing that was going to hold him back. Uh, he's not that great at in just like me. <laughs> Being verbal. Uh, he can mimic very well. He can say pretty much anything he wants to say, but it's a struggle for him. You can tell there's a little disconnect. When you say, you know, he there's only a few foods that he'll eat. He only eats this thing and that thing and that thing, and he hates textures and this and that. There's part of me that's like, you know, I got a one-and-a-half-year-old and a four-year-old. I'm lucky my kids happen to be good eaters, but I have a niece and nephew that won't eat anything that's not bread or chocolate. How do you know when some eating issue of his is a result of autism, and how do you know— just being a picky eater. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, the the, the out-and-out defiance. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of times when you're— kids are picky eaters they may not eat it but if they get really hungry eventually they will if you were to be like well this is all you get like he just won't like he will starve wow. because he won't eat it uh and it's not even, even things he likes like he loves pizza just cheese pizza uh, and he likes it from domino's or papa john's he doesn't like it from anywhere else if you give him a pizza from somewhere else, he won't eat it. If he gets a pizza from Domino's and it's been slightly overcooked or there's some type of air bubbles in it, he won't eat it. So are you you able to tell what is it about the foods that he yeah. likes that makes him like them? Yeah, he just likes he likes meat, first of all, right. salt, and he likes uh, the solid texture. There's no surprises. Oh, so it surprises, you think. He doesn't like foods that have surprises in them. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting to me. Because <laughs> I talk here, we talk here on the Sporkful a lot about bite consistency versus bite variety. Mm-hmm. Some foods you want bite consistency. You want every bite to have the same ratios. You know, other foods you like bite variety. Like you like one that you like to have a bite with a lot of bacon and a bite with a lot of cheese or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah, yeah. He's he wants all about real consistency. consistency. He wants every bite to be the same. And I have to say, Ron, if you're a person who likes dots, gummies, and good and plenties. You may be a bite consistency guy too. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> wow, you just you just opened up a, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know this was gonna get so deep, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into a window and I saw myself. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, much more with Ron Funches. We'll discuss the best way to combine Oreos and bacon, which is also one of Ron's son's favorites. Plus, we'll talk about parenting and the creative process in comedy and cooking. Stick around. Hey, friends. Check out the Longest Shortest Time podcast with my friend Hillary Frank. You heard Hillary in the Sporkful about eating while parenting. Her show is totally different from all the useless parenting media out there. 
not about tips or hacks or what you're doing wrong. It's just about funny, emotional, quirky, great stories. Listen to the one called The Parent's Guide to Doing It. If you're a parent or thinking of becoming one, check out The Longest Shortest Time. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the WNYC app. Welcome back to The Sporkful from WNYC. I'm Dan Pashman. Quick request while I've got your ear. Um, please subscribe to The Sporkful podcast in iTunes or through the Apple Podcasts app. Or if you use a different app to listen, star us or favorite us or add us to your playlist. Whatever you got to do in your app to make sure that you continue to get new episodes of The Sporkful, please do that. Go ahead. You can do it right now. You don't even need to stop listening to this episode. While you're in iTunes, one more thing I'll ask. Please, if you're so inclined, give us a good review. This helps us to rise in the rankings. It helps more people to discover the sporkful, and it makes the world a more delicious place. So thank you. As I said, Ron Funches is one of my favorite comics. Let's hear a little bit more of his stand-up right now. At the end of this clip, we'll go straight back into my conversation with him. I saw a real actual horrible thing recently in L.A. I saw a gentleman on a bus with a tattoo on his neck that just read Linda. (laughs) That guy hates Linda. Or he has to remind himself (laughs) to be intimate with Linda. Either way, Linda could do better. So tell me a little bit about some of the uh, more outlandish food pairings that you and your son have come up with over the years. Sure. Well, there was when we made a whole song about what he loved to eat as a two-year-old, which was just Oreos and bacon. That was his breakfast for a while. How exactly was that served? Uh, Tell me about that. Well, like two Oreos and three slices of bacon and kind of a smiley face where I guess each bacon was a smile, so I guess it's three smiles. That's a very happy plate. Yeah. Uh, But that's, yeah, that was also, because you know, you're like, oh, this isn't healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're like, this is all you'll eat and if if I don't, you'll slam your head against a wall, which is what he would do back then. He doesn't do that anymore. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite pairings, personally, is uh, Nutella and Kicks. I think that's a fun pairing. Wow, and how do you eat that? I just has a regular bowl of cereal, but then I add a, a dollop of Nutella on top. So it's got milk. Mm-hmm. So you basically make a regular bowl of Kicks cereal with milk, and then, and then do you mix the Nutella in? Uh, you can. You're gonna. You're. Is, I prefer uh, as like if if it was whipped cream on top of a sundae. Uh, I see. Because if you mix it, it's gonna start. You're gonna start having trouble getting through, separating it back out. Right. It's really good. Man, I can't understand why you're on a diet, Ron. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you about this pizza <laughs> sub. <that I laughs> and now, wait, skipping back to the Oreos and bacon, would your son eat them together in the same bite or separately? Separate, always separate. Because I was thinking, like, I think people should 
open up the Oreo sandwich and put a little bacon inside. I think that might not be bad. Right? That might not be bad. People are putting bacon in everything. Would it be better that way, or would it be better to wrap the Oreo in bacon? <sighs> okay, hear me out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if we do... Like a, you know, a regular, like a deep fried Oreo. Right. Like battered but, and deep yeah. fried. Yeah. But it's like, okay, so we wrap the Oreo, we wrap the Oreo in bacon and then we deep fry that. That's what I'm feeling. Wow. Tell me more. Are there other food combinations that your son has, has, has been into over the years? He likes all the things you should not like. Uh, so we're trying to just get him into apples. We, we've instituted soda Saturdays, which, uh. He's only allowed soda on Saturday and Sunday, but soda Saturday and Sunday didn't wasn't catchy, you know, wasn't catchy for the t-shirts <laughs> that we were gonna print out. Right. So we just call them soda Saturdays, and he's allowed to drink as much as he wants, whatever he wants, and then the rest of the week it's just water. So was that something that was hard to get him okay with? Oh, most definitely, it's hard to get him okay with. Uh, but he's just a great kid. He's a great kid. He's just strong-willed and. Uh, but he's really good at logic. So he's just kind of like, I'm just kind of like, hey, I've been really working on myself to try to be healthy. Um, doing that has really made me look at you and just be like, oh, I'm going to be a bad dad if I, it's not all just about supporting you monetarily or being, making sure you have clothes or making sure that I could, you know, that I'm there for you. It's about like uh, setting you up for a future as an adult. And if I don't set you up properly with good eating habits and good dietary habits, then I failed. So uh, I think I had to buy up a video game. That uh, <laughs> I, I, Yeah, I was going to start off on this long thing about how he understood the being healthy, but now I remember I just promised to buy up a video game. <laughs> I feel like that story is like parenthood in a nutshell right there. <laughs> you know, like, like we try to get my, um, my older daughter to give up the pacifier. Mm -hmm. You know, we try to give her the talk, give her, explain it. Like you said, every type of logic there is. We ended up, you know, in the, we ended up in the Build-A-Bear workshop <laughs> buying a $60 frozen uh, stuffed animal. You know, Elsa, <laughs> Elsa the princess stuffed animal. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure at times, I mean, I'm sure... Uh, Food issues, I think, for any parent, that's one of the top things that you hear is just like, can't get my kid to eat. And I'm sure that because of your son's autism, it's probably more difficult at times. Like, I'm sure that can be frustrating. Yeah, it could be frustrating. I mean, the when he was young, it was just about getting to him to eat at all. Like, he just didn't want to eat anything. And that was scary. And he was very underweight. Um, and so to now have the opposite <laughs> be the <laughs> problem, which is, oh, you just won't stop eating. Yeah, I guess everything is relative, right? You're always like, well, let's just try to make it a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, I've always felt like you just do what works for you. At some point, some of those things that work for you end up becoming crutches instead of helpful things. And then you got to adjust. It's just life. Yeah. That's actually probably, a, uh, you could probably apply that same logic to comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes things work this way, and then after a while, you're like, oh, it doesn't work anymore because it no longer rings true. You know, and I can't, you know, do jokes about being poor anymore. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Those are jokes you weren't too sad to throw away. No, I'm very happy to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, it's funny. Like, like um, you know, for my four-year-old, we have like this star chart in the kitchen. Like, if she does something good, she gets to stick a star up. And she's been learning in school about patterns. Mm-hmm. So with one of her rows of stars, she's like, I'm going to make a pattern. So she would do two blue stars, two gold stars, two blue stars, two gold stars. And each time she would put up a star, she'd say, okay, we're making a pattern. Time for the next star. And she got about three-quarters way through the row. And she was like, I think I want to put a different color in here. My wife's like, but Becky, you're going to break the pattern. Like my wife's very much like she plays by the rules, yeah. by the book. Like there's a pattern here. Don't disrupt the pattern, you know. And I'm like, no, this is awesome, you know. Like she should break the pattern, like, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, like this is what you do in any creative field. Is like you basically like make patterns and then break them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember uh, Pat Oswalt's a big influence on me, and he's talked about uh, the phases of learning comedy and that like. And I feel like I'm kind of coming near the end of one of the phases, which is the uh, learning how to work with patterns. And then you start to then break those patterns down and just make your own thing. I, I no longer go in and I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a, a pot joke or I'm going to write a, this type of joke. I'm just gonna like, oh, I'm going to write about what happened to me. I'm going to write about this. I'm just going to write some jokes. And whatever they become, they become. And I think that's... Uh, been pretty good for me and i think that works a lot with cooking too right like everybody starts off trying to learn the recipe you learn uh the basics then you like oh i want to go out and and, uh add my own spices and do things that i want to do and then that's when you have really good mood good food and you watch that movie soul food (laughs) (laughs) and that's when you end up eating oreos and bacon yes (laughs) nutella and kicks that's right (laughs) Ron Funchess, it's been a blast hanging out. Yeah, it's fun laying down on the floor and talking about food. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have trouble getting up now. (laughs) 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 I got to say, that's the first time I've ever interviewed anyone while lying on the floor. Um, But I kind of liked it. There's certainly kind of an intimacy with it. I don't know, maybe I'll have to start doing all my podcasts from the prone position. If you want to see a photo of Ron and me podcasting from the floor, it's at sporkful.com. And again, that was comedian Ron Funches. He's currently starring as Shelly in the NBC show Undateable. They'll be doing a live episode of Undateable on May 5th. Check your local listings. Before I sign off, I got a voicemail recently. Hi, Dan Preston. My name's Preston. Young Preston's just three, but he has a lot of ideas about what we should be covering here on the Sporkful. Hot dogs and cake and cookies and... In case you didn't get that, he's requesting hot dogs and cake and cookies and marshmallows and banana shakes and Nutella. Preston listens to The Sporkful with his parents down in Spotsylvania, Virginia. And his parents tell me that he actually includes me in his bedtime prayers. So, Preston, thank you. I feel very honored. I don't know if it's an honor that I deserve, but thank you nonetheless. Um, and Preston, we didn't get to every topic that you requested today, um, but there was some Nutella, there were some cookies, I think there might have been talk about hot dogs. Um, we covered a lot of ground, so this show's for you. Hope you liked it. Please remember to subscribe to the Sporkful Podcast in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, that way you'll never miss a new episode. This show is a production of WNYC and the Sporkful. It's produced by Ann Sani and me. Special thanks to Lital Molad. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. And I'm Katrin Mühlstein, or in German, Katrin Müllerstein, from Stuttgart, Germany, reminding you to eat more, eat better, and eat more better. Better.